there, everyone. I'm Joe, and I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening to our Lincoln eFree podcast. We are grateful for your support to shine the light of Christ in every home and business in the Lincoln Lakes area and beyond. In case you're not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our bio. We hope you enjoy this week's message and encourages you and helps you to become the light that God designed you to be. With that, let's jump in. For 2024, the Christmas season, beginning in thank- at Thanksgiving, every, every week on ABC, there's what? The great Christmas... Nobody watches ABC here? <laughs> Especially the younger people. The great Christmas light fight. Okay, neighbors compete against each other, and, and uh, they go from diff- different cities around, and... You know, I mean, you look at the home and it's just one big light. Well, look at the place we could do. What, what it, we could put a billion lights around in our west yard and all kinds of figures and lights. And uh, it would be consistent with our mission. Our mission to shine the light, say it with me to shine the light of Christ into every home and business in the Lincoln Lakes area and beyond. We'd have neighbors saying, dim down the lights. <laughs> we, we did in Lakeville. We had to change our lighting because neighbors complained, complained too much. Uh, parking lot lights. Anyway, we've been looking... Yeah, we'll put it on the deacon board agenda for January 11th. We've been looking at Hebrew words related to Christmas. I'm not an expert in Hebrew. I had a year of biblical Hebrew, but I know some words. A little learning is a dangerous thing, you know. The first Sunday of Advent, we looked at dabar. Say it with me. Dabar means the word. Joe did that that sermon. The word in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. We have a communicative father. He named his own kid the word. (laughs) Um, Then we looked at, here's a more challenging one to pronounce, Simcha, say it with me, simcha, it means gladness, joy, joy. Um, The oil of gladness. That was the 17th, and then on the 24th in the morning, uh, I did Yeshua, or the full name, Yehoshua, Jesus. Call his name Yehoshua, the I am who saves because he will save his people from their sins. And then in the evening, I don't think I even mentioned the actual name in Hebrew, but we talked about today is born to you in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the, Christ the Lord. Today, Hayom, say that with me, Hayom. You, you hear Jews talk about Yom Kippur. Yom is day, Ha is, is simply the Hayom, today, all, all, of our, all of your yesterdays lead to this day. 
All of your tomorrows proceed from this day. Today is the day of salvation. Do not harden your hearts, the writer of the Hebrews says. So today, the last in this series, by the way, after the first of the year, the doctor says. We're going to do a study in the book of Luke. The doctor says, the one Gentile who wrote scriptures in the New Testament, Dr. Luke. Um, Today, we will look at avor. Say it with me. Avor. It's a simple word. It means light. Light. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 1. It's John's Christmas story. Mark is the only gospel who really has no Christmas story. Matthew and Luke are the ones we think of the most. Interesting. Luke mentions the shepherds, doesn't mention the wise men. Matthew mentions the wise men, doesn't mention the shepherds. Matthew really is a post-Christmas story. John. This is his Christmas story. He's, you know, he was a simple fisherman, but he just had kind of a philosophical bent about him. You know anybody like that? Real practical, hands-on guy, but when you sit down and talk with him, you say, this guy is a real thinker. (laughs) Stand with me. I'll call you in. And Luke on Matthew, John chapter 1. In the beginning, John sort of does a throwback to Genesis 1. And he does the same thing in his first epistle of John, that which was from the beginning, which we have seen, heard, touched, so forth. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Say this verse with me. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5-2. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 6. I'll take. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. John the Baptist. He came as a witness to bear witness about that light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him together, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14 as well, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You may be seated. 
going to pick out several verses uh, to focus on. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Life doesn't just proceed from light. You need light to live. Life proceeds, light proceeds from life. God is life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You know what the word for bread is in, uh, in Hebrew? Again, a little learning is a dangerous thing, but it's lechem, lechem. You know what the word for house is? Beth, Beth. Bethlehem. That's because they had wheat fields around Bethlehem and rye fields, and they made a lot of bread there. And so the bread of life is born in the house of bread. God is life. And he's also light. Jesus also said, I am the light of the world. It's because God is light, and the light emanates from his life. God is light, John says, and in him there is no darkness at all. One thing you won't see in heaven, I don't believe, is your shadow. I think you're going to kiss your shadow goodbye one day. You go to heaven, there are, in him there's no darkness at all. The only way there can be darkness when God is around is somebody puts up an object of, to get in the way. And people do that every day, don't they? People build cocoons around them that won't let the light in. Because the light's there. God, whose very first words out of his mouth were... Let there be light. I mean, that's significant that those were the first words. Not, hey there. Nobody was there. Let there be light. And light begins the process of life giving to everything. God is light. And the light proceeds from his life. The sun has light within itself. The moon, of course, is but a reflection. Now, the second thing I want you to observe was, is verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness hasn't overcome it. You said, my translation says the darkness hasn't understood it. Think about it. To understand a subject is to master it or to overcome it. That's why they call you, some of you have a master's in science, say. I have a master's in divinity. 
Some of you have a master's in something else. Yeah, it's also true that the more you know, the more you realize how little you know. So you don't necessarily feel like a master. But in this sense, to overcome and to understand is the same thing. Darkness cannot understand or overcome the light. <laughs> I bought another, another flashlight. You know, and this, this area is so dark. We, we, grew, we spent so much time, 30 years in the cities, and, and um, there's lights everywhere, you know. So I bought a real powerful LED flashlight. I mean, I can shine it inside my living room and see who's walking in the middle of the night outside, if anybody's walking, uh, turkeys. Not even turkeys, uh, out, out there on the road. But eventually, even that flashlight, that light gets encompassed and swallowed up by the darkness. Not this light. Not the light that he's placed in you and me. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness is not overcoming. The Magi saw the star. It shined on everyone. What was it? Was it a conjunction of planets? Oh, there was a time I was kind of attracted by that idea. I'm afraid some people are only attracted to that because it's not supernatural. I'm, I'm more inclined these days to believe that it was entirely supernatural. Because it appears as though the light shone in the east... And by the way, for most ancient peoples, the east was the same word as the rising. So if you, some, some translations say this, we, we saw his, sun, his star rise in the east, or we saw his star in the east, and other translations say we saw his sun, star rising. Some kind of nova, new star, that we know from time to time our birth. But this star seems to have disappeared for a while. Who were these magi in the east? Where were they from? I think they were advisors to a king, and I think they were from Babylon, modern-day Iraq. Why? Because a whole lot of Jews ended up going to Babylon in the exile in 600, 586 B.C. Not all of them came back. Many stayed. And just like Daniel was, 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 was one of those early exiles, Daniel showed a gift early on for interpreting dreams. He was a magi. One of those category of advisors to the king in his case he interpreted dreams others dissected animals and 
examined their innards and, ooh, that liver looks bad. That's a bad omen for the king. Don't go to war against those people. Magi studied the stars. They studied the stars because God made the stars, and they believed that as God communicated through his word, he also communicated through his nature. And they studied the stars. Do you know that in a couple of archaeological finds in Galilee, they discovered astrological charts on the floor, the mosaic floor. Jews believe God spoke through the, through the stars. It's probably more accurate to call them astronomers than astrologers. But they wanted to know what God was saying. Was God saying a new king? Jews would know. Jews would know that the old king in Israel is dying. And that they're looking for a Messiah who would be a king. These guys took off for Jerusalem. They may have made several stops along the way for their king. Doing niceties and giving gifts and so forth to keep good relations. Got to grease those gears of, of public relations. It appears as though they lose, lose track of the star. Because after they leave Jerusalem, the logical place to go, on their way to Bethlehem, it says, and they, the star that they had seen in the east rising went before them, and they rejoiced with great joy. I don't know about you, but sometimes God is so evident and present. It's like a big light that just grabs my attention. Then there are times when I'm traveling for days, and I don't... I don't see the light. I, I, I wish he'd say something, do something, let me know he's there. I have to take this by faith? Yeah. Faith is like a muscle. He likes to exercise it in us. Don't be surprised. The greatest Christians that ever were have had long periods where they thought God was absent. Pam's mom is a godly woman. Why doesn't God do anything? It's a common experience. He's doing things. He's bringing good out of evil. But he's not necessarily doing the things we want him to do. That, see, that's the difference between us and the world. They expect God to do their bidding. Most people make God, create God in their own image. This is the kind of God I think he should be like, so he must be like that. Our God will not stand for that. He says, read it. This is what I'm like. We know that our God can protect us in the fiery furnace, but even if he doesn't, he's still God. Even though Job lost everything materially. 
he wouldn't deny God. That's the kind of God we serve. And it frustrates the the stuffing right out of us sometimes. It's okay. He loves you. Trust him. When, uh, when we came to Lincoln, can you believe it? Uh, this coming summer is going to be seven years. Yeah, I know, Derek. You think it's been longer than that. <laughs> I saw you look over to Randy. <laughs> it's a surprise to me, okay? And uh, I won't be happy unless there's seven more years in there. But anyway, when we came, we were impressed. You know, we, we, we might have been called cityots by some, but uh, we, we, we were impressed with just how dark it gets up here. And year after year, we're kind of impressed, and especially when we don't have snow cover. It gets so dark, and then the trees there as well. So we, early on uh, in the deacon board, decided on mission vision. That was just six years ago, five or six years ago, and that's what we came up with, a vision. We want Lincoln to become a beacon of Christ's light in the Lincoln Lakes area. And the mission, directly related, of course, we want to be about shining the light of Jesus Christ into every home and every business in the Lincoln Lakes area and beyond. Do what we can. Let your light so shine. I think we're doing that. I, I know we can do better. But it's nothing to do with programming. It's to do with every single one of us being what we can be. This little light of mine, you don't think it, you know what, a great force is set aflame by a, a, small, a small light. Each of us doing our part. Josiah, you got that board? Yeah, come on down. Bring it down. So, I don't usually do this, but this is an illustration of way back years ago when... In London, they had lamplighters. Lamplighters would, would go around the city. Thank you. You can, you can, you can be seated or whatever. <laughs> I, I won't need you anymore is the point, so whatever. Um, lamplighters would, would, would go around, and they'd have, you know, a, a candle a fire on, on, a, on, a, on a, an, a long arm, and they would... He brought back three nails. What a kid. He brought back all three nails. There's the third one right there. So parents, you can relax. Nobody's going to swallow that. And uh, they're lighting the lamps. When one young girl saw it for the first time, she was staying up later than usual, she said, look, Daddy, somebody's poking holes in the darkness. May not be much, but together it's something. 
And it's what God calls us to. After all, he's the light of the world. And he said the same thing about us. He's gone now in a material sense. So he said, you are the light of the world. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you're interested in learning more about Lincoln E. Free Church here in the Lincoln Lakes area, you can go check out our website, lincolnefree.org, and you can give us a follow on Facebook. Have a great week.